welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 258. My name is Conor Mahern, and with me this week, he started decades ago and was applauded and inoffensive at the time, but he's now politically incorrect. It's Rich Walker. I've always been politically incorrect. <laughs> and what can you do, Alice Bell? Uh, I can make a documentary of just under an hour about a poo from The Simpsons. She she saw oh, she culturally yeah. relevant relevant. <laughs> I read that tweet today. Their um, I just their keep an eye on what's happening. Yeah, yeah. To, so, a so, poo being um, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think in America, I can't remember his name, but uh, an American Harry man. something. I can't remember it either. But yeah, he did a documentary called "The Problem with a Poo" because he is of uh, Indian. I believe Indian American Indian, mm. as in he is an Amer- like uh, from yes. America and of Indian, not a. a N- a na- a out of date yes. <laughs> term for a native um, and he did a documentary about Apu because uh, it is essentially a white dude doing an impression of another white dude doing an impression of an Indian man well I remember when like this is going back now a few years but one of my favourite films as a child was Short Circuit 2 mm-hmm. yeah love Short Circuit yeah. 2 Johnny Five <laughs> is alive like it's still to this day what a quality piece of cinema yeah however <laughs> It was like into my adulthood that someone said, do you realise that like, I can't remember, what was his character's name? But not like, the, the Johnny Five's creator yeah. isn't actually... No, he's not. Of like, in, he, he's, he's white. He's a Caucasian yeah. American man yeah. uh, who was in, he was in the Super Mario Brothers uh, movie. He that actor actually. He was in, I remember, was he Phoebe's friend, our fr- um, boyfriend and friends for a he while? He was, yeah. Um, yeah. like yeah, that blew my fucking mm. mind. I couldn't, but uh, yeah, like that. Hank Azaria, yeah, voice who was a Caucasian American man. Yeah, uh, yeah, he he was voicing Apu from day one, yeah, and yeah. yeah. So the Simpsons referenced this in the latest episode of The Simpsons, yeah. which is yeah, about twelve months. I, I suppose the thing is, yeah, everyone knows South Park. They Six whack, yeah, yeah. whack them out in a, in a week. Whereas the Sim- does the Simpsons still operate on that? It's like an eight or nine months I can't remember kind of schedule, but it is much longer. Yeah. And yeah, they referenced the documentary in the recent episode in such a, I mean, I, 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 just a, a very peculiar way. Yeah, it was way. like, like Marge, Don't think they read the room. Marge has this book that she really loved when she was a kid, but like... Princess... Gar- the princess in the garden yeah, or something. something. She, but she like it's too. There are some bits in it that are you know politically incorrect. So she she edits them all out to give to Lisa and uh, in and then Lisa reads the book and is like, well, it's not it's not worth reading because it's kind of boring and shit or whatever. <laughs> and then they're sort of like, well, some things that you love when you were younger, you know, they're now politically incorrect. What can you do about it? But it's not really a fair comparison because a poo is still a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. They're, they're just like, well, when we came up with a poo, it was fine. But now he's politically incorrect. But like, it'd be too much work for us to change it now. Like, <laughs> mm. to change the supporting character. The character is entrenched in the show, right? So wow. What about a poo? What? Yeah. What would, you, what would you do to change him? Would you get rid of him? Well, like, yeah. Well, I mean, the, I like, it, but they're—I don't know. There's well, no hey, easy but answer. What, but their response is just like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. also, also, is also like in 2018, a character that's entrenched in The Simpsons mm. doesn't really matter all that much. No, yeah, that's, that's true. true. The Simpsons has uh, <laughs> been sliding in quality for some time now, I suppose. 
I, I would argue that The Simpsons has been poor longer than it was good. Ooh. I think the worst episode I've ever seen was where they go to an alien planet and it's not a Halloween episode. It's it, nice. It's not a Halloween episode. And I, and I was very confused. It's fucking dreadful. I, I, yeah, I, I can't remember who it is. Someone I know says that it jumped the shark with the Armin Tanzarian episode. Yeah, that was, that was bad. But loads of people say that. to the news this week and how excited are you Rich Walker and Alice Bell Spider-Man I love Spider-Man I'm actually wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt you actually, actually are <laughs> uh, Spider-Man is coming to the PlayStation 4 on the 7th of September mm. worldwide mm, uh, so there was a big Game Informer had a big cover story with Spider-Man and there was a lot of information that came from it first of all yeah we got the date uh, but we also found out that Mary Jane will be playable. Uh, there will be no microtransactions. Uh, the world will be, quote, several times bigger than Sunset Overdrive. How many Skyrims is that? Uh, <laughs> good question. Don't know. Uh, and it will also be locked to 30 frames per second on both the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 4 Pro. So this was in a little video they did, like a rapid fire Sort of hundred questions, yeah. kind of lashing him at the um. Oh, I have his name Great here. Director Brian Intar. Uh, fair play, um, but yeah, is it like what well, Mary Jane being playable? First of all, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm guessing that like Mary Jane would be playable in a mission or like do you know. I I don't think Mary like Mary Jane is going to be playable. No, no, no. But like she will be playable in a mission or something yeah. like that. I'm sure I'm reading a comic thread at the moment where she has. Peter Parker's sort of powers. Um, well, the the Spider Verse as a whole is yeah insane. I mean, Do- Doctor Octopus was Spider Man for a small bit as well. Really, yeah, no, he was su- superior Spider Man. Oh there was God. a big like fractured well, like <laughs> right. loads of different universes kind of event. There was a Spider comics, as well. right? Comics, <laughs> kind of hard to wrap your head around if you're yeah. on the outside looking in. Because yeah, like that, there isn't like in comics, Spider Man. Like, does Spider-Man even exist? Like, as in there are 18 different Spider-Men. No, no, no. Like, there, yeah, there, there, is no there is no Spider-Man. In, well, in, I mean... In, he... As there is uh, in, say, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for example. Well, I mean, the, Peter Parker is the original yeah. Spider-Man. Like, he, but then but there then are like, a number of different Peter Parkers, uh, aren't there? Yes. Mm-hmm. And no, well, yeah. <laughs> the Spider-Verse is... Big complicated. and co- complicated and confusing, and there's one where like he is married to Mary Jane, and one where he isn't. And the, there's no one, one where Gwen lived, and he he's oh, and he died. Gwen yeah, um, Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen's Spider-Gwen, really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, at one point Miles Morales will become yeah. Spider Man, and Miles Morales is in this game. Mm. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was no mention of that in in um, the Game Informer stuff. There was no mention of Miles Morales, but we did see him. At, that was at E3. Wasn't that was it? at E3, and I did. Conf- like I, I like a bunch of people, including me, asked, like, "Is he in it more than just like as a kind of like, oh, Miles, come on." <laughs> is he? You're like, a pe- reference. Is like, he? No. Is he Peter Parker's friend or something? Yeah, yeah. He's, so he's kind of in it. Um, so does he in Spider-Man lore does he get bitten by a spider as well can't remember yeah, okay. uh, I'm not sure I'm a bit fuzzy on that uh, 
that particular. I bit. never kept up with like all the Spider Man because I didn't like I didn't like Spider Man that much. So I was a Spider Man fan. I liked, uh, but I've been out of the loop now for about ten, fifteen years in the the comics. It's did turn there are like different. They, him and Mary Jane have kids mm. in some universes yeah. and some not. So it's a big old. Are the kids Spider Giants? Yeah, like, yeah. Are they? Literally, I'm, I'm getting back spider into boy. them at the moment. Spider Girl, Spider Girl, yeah, little yeah. little girl, yeah. Um, so some fans then uh, went on Twitter. Kind of after looking at all the footage and all that, kind of voicing their maybe their concerns about specific things, and Insomniac Games with some lovely passive aggressive tweets <laughs> yeah. came back to them. Uh, passive aggressive. Uh, so yeah, one person said, "Game looks great, but feels like uh, feels like extremely scripted at times, with a lot of QTEs and dramatic cinematics." Uh, if this entire game is filled with those from mission to mission, then it will end up being a problem. Half the gameplay looks like Arkham series anyway. And then Insomniac Games replied, have you seen a single QTE in the game informer footage? There are, they are a very, very minor point of the game used at cinematic set pieces. I like the, have you seen <laughs> a single QTE in the game? No, Shut you haven't. Fuck yeah. Like I would be, I, it's so difficult to just not tell everyone to fuck off, I mm. imagine. Because like, it's, the yes. game's not even out yet, lads. Like, uh, and then another person said, so the best optimised performance you could get was 30 FPS. I guess your vague answer is telling enough and this is the closest thing to an answer I get. Insomniac Games replied, again, it's about a blend between fidelity and performance and making the right decision for your game. Most other devs seem to agree as we haven't seen any other open world games on console at 60 besides MGS5. I hate the FPS conversation. I hate it. I yeah, hate it. So I hate boring. it. I hate it. It's so, like... I get that frame rates and frame counting and stuff is important for things like fighting games mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. But in a in a kind of single player adventure thing, you can't. You're not going to fucking tell the difference. No. Mm, okay. I think well, I, mean, I I I, maybe I think tell the difference. I think you I, can, I think it, you can tell the difference, but I don't think it makes a difference. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah, in fighting games, yes. Yeah, yeah, it does. Racing games, maybe too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you can tell when the frame rate drops to like twenty mm. or yeah. below. But apart from that, for me, it's quite much of a muchness. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be a few collector's editions as well. There was one where can someone explain this Spider-Man in a denim waistcoat? Oh, the punk Spider-Man. What, who, who's this gammy-looking fucker? Again, I don't who's, know. Is he an actual... Oh, there are loads of... I don't know. <laughs> is he, don't is know. his name Spider-Punk? Do you remember that, <laughs> that multiverse Spider-Man game that had Neil Patrick Harris in it? Uh, yes. Spider-Man. There 20, was like a... What was that? Was that 2099? Yeah, and then there was like a Spider-Man noir. I think yeah. they flashed up a Spider-Man noir-looking oh, yeah, they alternate did, yeah. suit as well. And yeah. then the punk one, apparently there's an area of effect attack triggered by playing... Guitar, of so. course there is. Fucking mm. love video games, uh, but yeah, it like you know, looking at the screenshots, looking at the footage, it looks marvelous. Mm. Uh, I'm very, much, very much mm. looking forward to it. I, I'm going to say I did mean that. And you know what else? I will say what else looked marvelous. What What's else that? looked? Do you know what? It, it was on fire. Has it reignited your interest? <laughs> Oh, hold on, don't help him. (laughs) (laughs) Spyro Reignited Trilogy is coming to the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on the 21st of September. So very clever by Insomniac to get out of the Mm. way of Spyro. Fair play to them. Um, So this was leaked on Amazon Mexico and Kotaku as well. Uh, and yeah, has been made official. There, It's also rumoured to be coming to the Switch, but this isn't confirmed yet. A listing did appear Mm. on the online shop, but... 
was then promptly taken down when someone noticed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'd have to go, eh, if it was up there, it's probably coming to Switch as well. So this... Uh, yeah, this sees Spyro the Dragon, Spyro 2, Ripter's Revenge, and Spyro Year of the Dragon um, all bundled together and looking very, very nice. Have you seen the trailer? Because I have. It, mm. Like, it, it looks, it looks genuinely like a, no. Like, it looks mm. fucking brilliant. Really and I. Good remake. I wasn't. It's not like I loved Spyro growing up. Spyro was. Spy, but also at the same time, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't a detractor, I suppose, of Spyros. Like, when this got announced, for, for some reason, the battle lines were drawn. And you had people on this side going, yeah, Spyro's <laughs> the best thing ever. Fucking brilliant. And you had people on this side going, fuck you. Spyro has always been shit. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. It's I think the real answer is somewhere in the middle. Spyro, Spyro's all right. Well, if, you, if you liked okay. it growing up, you know, you have every right to be yeah. excited. Spyro is another one of those ones that people... Yeah. Fucking loved. Mm. I, I never really like, got into it. Like, I never got into no. it. I don't really care about Spyro being remastered. And as you know, I would prefer that we make new things rather than just remaking old things for people in their thirties. Oh, depends. Depends. Uh, <laughs> well, you'll be. You won't agree with what Paul said, or maybe Paul Yan. Uh, the chief creative officer of Toys for Boys will be very upset about, or Toys for Bob, <laughs> Toys, uh, for Toys for Boys, <laughs> I'll be very upset about what you just said. Uh, Paul said, we're deeply passionate about staying true to the legacy of the original three Spyro games with the Spyro Reignited trilogy. We've poured a lot of love into making the personalities and worlds feel just like fans remember them, while also keeping the game collection surprisingly fresh with lush, high-definition detail. We're bringing back the Spyro we all fell in love with 20 years we ago. We all fell in love with, without yeah. exception. But did you not get that memo, like, Alice? Yeah. <laughs> what if the Spyro that we all fell in love with 20 years ago was, has, is actually now, by modern standards, a bit shit? Like, <laughs> Maybe the remake will make it, make it not shit. That's why, like, you, you play remakes of ga- like games you remember when you were a kid. Mm. You go back and play them. Not even remakes. You go back and play them and go, ah, this is not as good as I remember being when I was a Thing child. The thing is, what you got to remember is remakes sometimes let people like discover games for the first time like... Me discovering Yakuza mm-hmm. with Yakuza Kiwami. Now, mm-hmm. I might not have ever played Yakuza were it yeah, not for that yeah, remake. Yeah. You know, I think there's something to be said for certain remakes. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Uh, no, <laughs> I, just, I, I, I think, yeah. Do you know what? There are two sides. Well, like, I, I'm like Alice in that, I suppose, yeah, I want, you know, yeah. new things excite me more than old things. Oh, even yeah. if those old things do look lovely and I have to say that probably more than any trailer or anything I saw when the Insane trilogy was announced like the Spyro one mm. really made me go fuck that looks nice yeah. and I had an uh, I suppose have an attachment to Crash whereas I didn't really have an attachment to Spyro I thought Spyro was, was grand as yeah I yeah well like if if I, if I say no remakes and that means that I never get remakes of like the original Mass Effect trilogy I, that's fine Right. I will trade yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I'll trade it I w- in. I would be the same, yeah. What if they did a, a Dragon Age Origins remake? That well, could be special, couldn't it? You don't really need to. You don't need to, but it'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what? I'd I'd trade it in. Yeah. Make new make make the new Dragon Age before Bioware <laughs> well, is shut no, down. That's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, well, well I, I'm I'm more a fan of clones. I like when... Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, yeah. when games... Like, they don't just remake mm. all the old stuff. Like, remake new stuff, which yeah. is kind of steal bits and pieces yeah. from, like, other games. Like, that's <laughs> fine, because you're still getting a new product then. 
But you do have to be a little bit careful in case the original <laughs> creator sues you. Yeah, if your clone's too close to the real thing, if it's too much of a clone, mm. you're in trouble. Oh, look at this. The new oh, next story is uh, quite applicable to what we were saying. <laughs> so PUBG Corp has filed a lawsuit against NetEase uh, for developing two games that are quite similar to PUBG. Right. Now, NetEase, if you're unfamiliar, uh, they released two games called Rules of Survival and Knives Out, which were came to iOS and Android before PUBG came to iOS and Android. So it's a Battle Royale game, and th- so like this kind of goes back a little bit to the Fortnite PUBG fracas about yeah. Battle Royale. However... Yeah. Right, there are certain like because when I first saw the story, I was like, mm, "How like it looks a battle mm-hmm. royale game?" But they do use the phrase "winner, winner, chicken dinner." Okay, mm. that's that's which again <laughs> is tricky, which because like yeah, winner, cause winner, it, chicken dinner. They didn't invent that yeah. phrase. PUBG mm. didn't invent that. That was a thing before PUBG. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who can... the first person to say "winner, winner, chicken dinner" was is or was, but it wasn't Brendan Green. No. So I don't know. <laughs> um, but all, but as well as that. They used uh, the phrase PUBG Mobile in, uh, I think it was either in some of their marketing or in the tags, yeah. kind of in the the background tags on the iOS and Android right, right. store. Now, that's where you maybe get a little bit iffy mm. with things. Um, uh, so, let me see, there's a, a statement from um, PUBG saying... Uh, once it became apparent that NetEase was unwilling to acknowledge PUBG's intellectual property rights, PUBG determined that legal action would be necessary to enforce its rights. So they are going strong on this and trying to you know, make sure they are protecting their property, which, funnily enough, is exactly what NetEase is doing because mm-hmm. people now are cloning their games. It's oh quite my funny. goodness. Uh, so people... Are, are taking, quote, creative features from Rules of Survival and Knives Out. And, uh, yeah, NetEase, they're not too <laughs> happy with it. And, um, are those features they're taking the ones that NetEase has allegedly taken? I don't, I don't know. That would, all, I don't that would know. be amazing. But this, see, I don't know. It's It kind of goes back to say, like I suppose the example that I would bring up a lot is the, the pop cover from Gears of War. Gears of War didn't invent that. Um, it wasn't the, like the first game to use that. Generally speaking, people credit that to um, Killswitch, the 2003 PlayStation right. 2 game. Um, Angry Birds. Wasn't there another one called something like Operation Winback or something as well? Oh, that, that does ring a bell. Did that. Um, yeah. uh, d- then you look at Angry Birds. Angry Birds mm. wasn't the first game to y- use the whole like pull back and yeah, shoot yeah. the like object at a mm. building or whatever. Oh, Jesus. What was it called? Cannons and Towers or... I can't remember now off the top of my head. But I, I don't know. It, yeah, as I say, it's very similar to the Fortnite PUBG yeah. thing where how do you police that? Because like music, for instance, almost every chord progression there has been <laughs> has mm. been used. Yeah. Um. <sighs> But this know. does seem like a kind of fairly transparent attempt to capitalise on I mean, the success yeah, of Yeah, but like so was Fortnite. Yeah. And it worked out It worked yeah. really well. Very, very well. True. Speaking of Fortnite, it's quite big. Mm. I don't know if you heard about this. What? <laughs> Fortnite has overtaken GTA Online in monthly active users. Uh, according to market research company Superdata, um, in February... Fortnite had more players than GTA Online, which... It doesn't really surprise me, that. 
because you know GT Online's been you know knocking on for a while now, and Fortnite's the the big hot thing at the moment. Mm-hmm. So stands to reason, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, 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 and, and also the battle royale mode is free. So yeah, exactly. That that's too. that also helps. Mm. But don't shed a tear for GTA Online or anyone at Rockstar because GTA Five, Alice Bell, I know for a very long time you've come on this podcast asking who is still buying GTA yeah, Five. Who is still, who keeps buying copies of GTA Five? <laughs> Loads of people because Grand Theft Auto Five first out in 2013 has now become the highest grossing entertainment product ever, ever. Right, wow. that is ninety million copies sold worldwide, with six billion dollars in revenue, and and this also, uh, I believe, not entirely sure if that is, or if that includes the the GTA Online microtransactions, mm. right? Which is mate, mm-hmm. if I worked at Rockstar, I'd never do anything ever again. I'd just like do a Scrooge McDuck style pool full of money and yeah, like, swim around, just swim around in yeah, it. Yeah. You just you cancel Red Dead Redemption. Look, fuck it. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't. We're done. We don't need it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's true. And there are a lot of things that you you don't need, um, and some you do. Like and I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I need, I need Sam Fisher. Yeah, I need him back in yeah. my life. Splinter Cell Blacklist. Controversial opinion coming up here now, lads. So prepare yourselves. Go on. Best Splinter Cell game. Ooh, have a bit of that. I don't now. think it's have a bit of that. that contra- controversial. Uh, I mean, that's what they call gen- me. The con- controversy <laughs> creates cash here. Generally, the man who the loose cannon, Colin Mahern, who isn't afraid to say he can't be tamed. Yeah, <laughs> Chaos Theory is the best one officially. You know, officially, officially, you're not allowed to say blacklist. Alright, <laughs> uh, but thank God the Splinter Cell man is coming back, Rich mm, Walker. Not just that, but. The voice, mm-hmm. Michael Ironside. Yeah. So if they make another one, yeah. a new one, does that mean Michael, Michael the, Ironside has come back as well? The, oh, oh this new this new Splinter Cell game is going to be brilliant, Alice <laughs> Bell. Oh, but wait, <laughs> <laughs> don't get too excited, Callum. Oh no, why? It's not a new Splinter Cell game. Oh shit! Well done, everyone. You played <laughs> your parts brilliantly. Thanks. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> So, yeah, Sam Fisher is back, but in Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a bit upsetting. Well, <laughs> it's something. It's something, and I'll take it because of the Ironside, you know, return. Uh, so That surely exciting. can't be his real name. Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside. No, I think it is. Like, he, I can't, think it is. he can't have been born to Mr. and Mrs. Ironside, surely. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's a real a name. not a real person's name. Right, we're going to look this up later. Uh, so, yeah, in... In this uh, this Ghost Recon Wildlands event, uh, which I think is called the Call, uh, you I think you like you meet up with Sam Fisher in Bolivia and whatever you take down some mm. baddies. Um, and <laughs> whatever, Callahan reviewed the game for us. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's a single mission and. Uh, you can also by playing playing it, you get his night vision goggles, and it's all very exciting. But mm. the real story here is this is the first Splinter Celly type thing in a very long time. Yeah, and as you say, Michael Ironside uh, back to voice mm. Sam Fisher. Surely this is a signal of intent. Well, I would hope so. I mean, we've discussed mm. it at length, haven't we? Last game was five freaking years ago, mm-hmm. so. It's time. It's time. And this kind of hints at that, doesn't it? Ghost Recon has had some cool 
I like the way you like said re- Recon. Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon, yeah. Like Ghost Regan um, <laughs> has had some cool, like, uh, events. Mm-hmm. Like, far cooler than I was expecting. It had a Predator event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well cool for a game that we gave a 6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but listen, Ghost Recon Wildlands is okay. Yeah, it's um, fine. But, yeah, so it's the, the way they've been supporting it, it, do you know what? It seems like they're they're using the Rainbow Six model. I've said it before, Ubisoft know how to make money out of their games without pissing yeah. people off. Right? Mm. Yeah. No, they did piss a few people off of Far Cry 5, but they still made a lot of money off it, mm. to be fair to them. Uh, it has apparently sold nearly 5 million copies in a week. And to put this into perspective, Far Cry 4 did 8 million in 12 months. Wow. Whoa. So... Far Cry 6 is on the horizon. I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is that is quite impressive, to be fair. But mm. some players have been played with a little bug where they've been stuck in the night time. I think it's amazing, by the way. Really? Um, so, yeah. the So, Far Cry 5, as you're aware, has a day and night cycle. Yeah. Uh, and you can't control the time of day either. Like, even mm. post-game, you can't, like, there's nothing you can do. No. Um but yeah, some players have the the world is in in darkness, and it's just that's the way it's stayed. Now Ubisoft is aware of this this little bug, and like there's been a thread in the forums and stuff like that. Um, and an update was issued. I th- it was either yesterday or today, a time of recording. But I don't think that bug has actually fixed it. Now some players have come up with some uh, some ways to maybe uh, sort of force force it back into um, normality by either joining a co-op session or uh, what's the other Killing thing? a boss. Killing a boss. But they're not guaranteed mm. to work. Yeah. I think it's very fun. It's nice. It's apocalyptic. It's sort of, you know... It's, yeah. <laughs> it adds to the thing. Yeah. Well, like, it's a little bit of a shame because it's such a lovely looking mm. world that, you know, and if you could see more of us... Maybe. Do you know what nighttime is? is nice every once in a while, but you want to get the day as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Bit it looks bri- lovely in the daytime. Yeah, a bit of brightness would be um, mm. would be uh, very much welcome. <laughs> For some reason, I thought that was your segue, and I was like, hold on, this doesn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does a little bit, because when I think brightness, I think neon colours right. and big hair and... 80s stuff. Right. And that's exactly what I am going to get from Radical Heights, which oh, is the so which is the new, I've, yeah, <laughs> which is the new battle royale game from yeah. Boss Key Productions. From Cliffy B. So Boss Key mm. Productions. Clifford the Big Red B. They yeah. have said, Do you know what? Fuck we're, lawbreakers. We're gonna cut our losses here. Yeah. We're getting out of this lawbreakers game. I think mm. I think it's it is actually shut down now, isn't it? They they said that they're going to support it as best they can, I think. Uh, but basically, yeah. Um, and uh, was it last? I thought I saw someone. Was that a tweet doing the rounds, or was it a piece someone wrote that like last week or the week before? It hit a high of like twenty five players or something. Mm. And like by all accounts, like I haven't played it, but people that like it seem to like yeah. it. But then it's a sort of self sustaining spiral, downward spiral when like not enough people playing it the people that like it stop playing it yeah in ever increasing numbers because they can't get a match and then the more people stop playing it they can't get a match and then mm-hmm. on and on and on until 25 players and it is, it is a shame because I, I did uh, an article where I spoke to like fans of Lawbreakers and they were like these are the great things about it but this is why it's not you know and one of the things they said actually that it, is that it, you know 
it's not as kind of colourful and the characters aren't as distinct and varied and stuff. It sounds like Bosky have just been like, well, what's colourful? The 80s! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're doubling down on that. And obviously uh, the Battle Royale genre. So creative director of Radical Heights, Zach Lowry, uh, upon the announcement said, this is a five-month passion project for the studio as we're creating and publishing the game entirely by ourselves. We're huge fans of Battle Royale games along with the bright, inviting irreverence of the 80s aesthetic. Because of that, we want to put our own spin on the genre and create a futuristic 80s world that takes place in 2023 during an over-the-top game show where contestants battle it out for fame and prizes. It's not that futuristic. It's only five years away. (laughs) 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 The future. Oh, wow. We'll have jetpacks. The far-off distant future of 2023. (laughs) <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it yeah it takes that. I suppose it's more along the lines of your 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 Hunger Gamesy mm. Battle Royale, the actual right. film type of thing. Where I suppose yeah, game showy mm. type thing. Uh, it's actually out again at time of recording. It's out today um, in oh, on wow. Steam Early Access. Yeah, you can get it for fifteen dollars with founders pack mm-hmm. that has exclusive items and bonuses. Um, I mean, yeah, as you say, Alice, Lawbreakers, it was, people who liked it, liked it, but, yeah, we'll see if they can get radical, dude. Yeah. Totally bodacious and early. heights. Mm. <laughs> Hop on your skateboard, turn your baseball cap back to front and pop an ollie, Be like Martin bro. McFly. Yes. Or something. <laughs> Fucking hell. to what we've been playing and Alice Bell we we as the collective you and I yes we have been playing A Way Out yeah it was really fun also unintentionally quite funny at some points so (laughs) A Way Out was a game that I was actually quite excited for when it was announced thought it looked good I liked the uh, the promise of like playing this really story heavy game with the two Mm. of you the split screen whilst one of you is sort of in a cutscene, the other can be just pottering around. It was really an interesting idea. Uh, But yeah, at the time when it came out, and just, uh, yeah, as a website, uh, we were quite busy doing other Other things. Um, So last week, we played it on our Friday live stream. And uh, so I I think we're about halfway. I think we're going to finish it or try and finish it. Yeah. And the next live stream. Um, Everyone was well interested in it because this is the fuck the Oscars dev yeah. from uh, Jeff Keighley's Jeff Keighley Presents the Jeff Keighley Game Awards. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, yeah, the guy came off the stage was like, fuck the Oscars, man. <laughs> and Jeff Keighley was like, oh, <laughs> uh, not sure if you can say that, but okay. He did, did ask him before and kind of swear. Well, I swear. And Jeff Keighley was, was like, like, yeah. yeah. Sure. But so he probably wasn't expecting a <laughs> yeah. fuck the Oscars round. Tirade. <laughs> <laughs> so you play in. In um, A Way Out, you play these two guys, uh, Vincent and And Leo. Leo. I played Leo because he was the Joker. Although he (laughs) wasn't really. He was just kind of an asshole. Mm -hmm, And uh, you were Vincent. Vinny. Hey, Vinny! (laughs) Because I spent the whole thing doing an offensive imitation of a Brooklyn accent. Nice. Hey, forget about... (laughs) I'm escaping here! (laughs) (laughs) Which was fun. And uh, yeah, it is kind of like when when you're in a cutscene, the other person can just kind of wander about. Um, it's a bit weird because like you could talk to other characters in the game, and if you both talk to someone at once, one of the conversations would be slightly muted, yeah, but weird. would still take place. Like yeah. 
There are definitely issues with it. I was hoping like the two conversations overlap and be incomprehensible because <laughs> that would be fun. Well, it's kind of what happens a <laughs> really? little bit. Like the yeah, so whilst there are times where one of you is in cutscene, the other one walking mm. around, there are just times where you're walking around, you're chatting to other inmates in this prison that you're trying to break out of, and yeah, if I like. Alice could go over chat to somebody and I could do this to chat to someone else and then there are just like maybe three or four yeah. voices <laughs> having different conversations over the top of each other and it just gets a little bit mm. messy I enjoy when that stuff like that happens that. <laughs> <laughs> it and makes it, me laugh it's also quite funny because you can see obviously the other player yeah. kind of dicking about as well <laughs> there's one bit in the hospital where like <laughs> 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 We were in like the prison hospital. Yeah. Also, I don't know when it's set. Right. We think it's the 50s, don't we? We think maybe oh, really? the 50s or 60s. Well, they look kind of sure. like they're slightly dressed like greasers, right? Cigarette packet at the sleeve. Uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Because well, the nurse had one of those little like proper old school nurse oh, right, matron yeah, yeah. uniforms. Mm. And so like we were in the prison, prison hospital. There was only, t- bear in mind, we were the only two on the ward. Uh, so like... Callum had to distract the nurse and then like I didn't know what I was supposed to do so I was just sort of like crouch walking up and down the ward <laughs> trying to figure out where I was supposed to hide and Callum just started laughing it was just uh, very unfairly yeah quite like in my opinion unintentional humour in the set do you know what it reminded me of like those moments in The Last of Us where it's all quite tense now. Yeah. you know you're going oh Jesus Christ there's clickers there there and there mm. and I'm crouched behind this thing and then Ellie's just like running around yeah. the place or whatever and you're going fucking relax <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit like that and there are mm. unintentionally funny moments like, in a way out even, even sometimes in, a little bit in the delivery of characters yeah, as yeah, well yeah. he's like fucking like um Oh, we like we broke out. Spoilers: we broke out, and um, we uh, went. Kind we of had to the, catch some it's kind fish. Of in the name, <laughs> we had to catch some fish. Oh, which yeah. first of all was really funny because like we just came up to this pool and mm. and you could just press X to splash, and we thought that was just a thing they put in, so we just spent ages splashing, <laughs> splashing around. But it was to drive the fish. It turned out, and then we cooked the fish, and my character just went, "That tastes like shit." <laughs> <laughs> but all that said, yeah. I quite like this game. Okay. I think, uh, like, Brothers, right? Yeah. Everyone loved bo- Brothers. Mm-hmm. I thought Brothers was all right. I thought Brothers was... You're ha- a stone. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I know. I'm a fucking callous bastard. <laughs> uh, I thought the idea of Brothers... Well, I suppose in some ways it's actually... It, uh, there are similarities because the idea in Brothers was interesting. Mm. You know, it's two brothers, they're fighting against yeah. each other in the same way that your two thumbs are fighting against each yeah. other, right? So, interesting idea, but I think in execution, it's like when a game takes the piss out of an escort mission, but then includes the escort mission. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just doesn't entirely work for me. Yeah, and Brothers... because you hang a lampshade on it doesn't mean it's mm. not fucking annoying. Y- yes. Um, now, A Way Out, similar a little bit in that regard. Right. That I like what it's trying to do it doesn't hit it out of the park all the time, but for like when you're sitting on the couch and yeah, hand bit of a laugh. Yeah, yeah. I just I I, I enjoyed There's it. Some, I just had a yeah. There were some good bits where we had to take out like two guards at the same time. We had to go like right, okay, one, two, three. Yeah. like that kind of thing was cool. Yeah. But then also there's just really bizarre stuff in it. Like we we broke into an old couple's farmhouse and like changed into their clothes, and it just so happened that like the old guy had one of like a, a snazzy shirt of the kind that Vinny liked. Yeah. And also a shotgun in the closet. Oh. Yeah. And you could oh, yeah. play like we could play the piano and the, the banjo, banjo together. Yeah. Like wow. so there are. Yeah. Uh, uh, <sighs> I suppose, for lack of a better term, there are 
quantic dreamy type moments as well as mm. like come i mean it's combat light really like yeah there are those points as alice said where you oh yeah there's go- a chase chase scene where Callum was having to drive and i was having to shoot the the unending supply of yes. police cars with the unending supply of uh shotgun cartridges like the blues brothers yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like the blue yeah it was like that scene in the blues brothers it was fucking ridiculous right. but we, yeah we probably will finish it i'd yeah, say just um, so i can be brooklyn brooklyn man again. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> Because, you awesome. know, I, I think it's important to, you know, um, I think it's important. <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> go on. I, go on. I think go it's on. important to keep that, you know, keep that alive. Feel, feel your way forward. I think it's important to keep that alive. You know, that, that feeling of fun. And Even if it's just for one minute. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you're going? No, but no. Oh, shit. Sorry. I uh, thought that's where no, you were going. Uh, because, no, I, that wasn't where I was going because I have made uh, a little alteration oh, here right, to, okay. to the run sheet. Yeah. Because I was going to say, oh. don't let it go extinct. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Extinction, the game that you were playing, Rich Walker. Yes. Oh, yes. my fucking God. Uh, Got there in the end. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of an Attack on Titan inspired type game where you're mankind's last hope and you've got to kill these big ogres called Raveni. Mm. Uh, and there's kind of some nice traversal mechanics in it and stuff and some swooshy swordy combat. But it is the most fucking repetitive thing I've ever played. Wow. It's okay. so repetitive. Literally. There are three missions on the bounce late on where you're just rescuing civilians ad infinitum. So uh, give me give me a better breakdown of what yeah. what this is. Well, it's the new game from Iron Galaxy, Dive yeah. Kick, Killer uh, what else they do? Killer Instinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is this a boss rush game? Well, not really, no. It's what? kind of each mission is a kind of open area. Uh, it's like a town or a village or something, and these ogres they spawn in and they start stomping through the town, and you've got big a, massive, yeah, like God of War stuff, like yeah, yeah, kind of huge. I don't know, if your little guy's six foot, they're like I don't know, fifty foot or something. All right, <laughs> they're, they're big, um, and there's a percentage counter in the corner. You got to prevent that percentage from dwindling to zero, otherwise, you know, that town is doomed and you're fucked, and it's mission fail. Okay, and. You have this rune strike that you use to sever uh, body parts off the ogres, but you've got to break the armor first, and each armor has its own attributes and weak spots. It's, you know, the concept itself is quite cool. You build this rune energy by saving civilians and by vanquishing little underlings and breaking armor and so on. And once you get enough rune energy, you earn a kill strike, so you can climb these ogres once you've like chopped off their limbs or whatever to bring them down. And then you can chop off their head and vanquish them and hooray, you know, save the day, whatever. <laughs> but some some of the missions don't even have the ogres in them and you're just rescuing civilians and it's the most boring shite. And sometimes the traversal mechanics are just uh, kind of woolly and uh, there are these thorns where if you fall in them, you die instantly and that's irritating and uh, there's just so many problems with but it. it. But is it... But I thought you said you liked the... There, there are aspects of it. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're not flying over pits of thorns where if you drop, you die, it's all right. And does that, does, does that like, can you, you lose 15, 20 minutes of progress? or Some, like- Well, not that much, but sometimes if you've sort of engaged a, an ogre that's way off in the distance in an area, if you fall, like, into a trap or you die, it'll chuck you back a fair way. 
And on a, in a game that kind of relies on you being quick and shutting these ogres down before they flatten this city or whatever, it's really fucking frustrating. You might as well just restart the whole mission and just fuck it off because you're not going to do it, basically. And uh, it, my biggest beef with it, with it was the repetitive nature of it. Just doing the same shite over and over. It's just, yeah, it gets very dull very quickly. So I'll play it for sort of three chapters, maybe. It's all right. Any more than that, the seven chapters in the game, just forget it. It's just dull. Don't, don't buy it. Avoid. You were almost a Jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly? Listen. Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Rich Walker, and mm-hmm. you, Alice Bell, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and the game is an answer clue number one. <laughs> okay. Okay, did can you get you all that? Yeah. No, can you go through it again, please? <laughs> my first Make appearance in a video game came in 1992. 1900. And 92. And 92. Okay. Clue number two. While that appearance actually had me appearing in someone else's series, I quickly spun off, and after that, I went on to appear in over 20 other video games. What? Uh, 92, spin-off. Hmm. Hmm. Clue number three. Sometimes I'm playable, sometimes I'm not. But I'm always a bit of a bastard. <laughs> a bit of a bastard. Okay. Stop. Alice Bell. Uh, Bowser. Incorrect. Uh, Clue number four. While I started off jumping around the place, I'm not adverse to some partying. Stop. Rich Walker. This is wrong. Donkey Kong? Incorrect. Yeah. Fuck. Clue number five. I fucking love money, I do. (laughs) It's brilliant. (laughs) And even though I mostly just wear yellow and purple, I'm quite... Stop! Stop! Stop. Uh, Fuck you! Alice Bell. Alice Bell. Wario. And this week's winner of the I was going to say that. So to go through the clues, uh, my first appearance in a video game came in 1992, Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, which is my first Super Mario, actually. I'm amazed you haven't done Wario before. What's that? I'm amazed we've only yeah. just got one. I was to too. I was delighted yeah. when I saw we yeah. hadn't. Uh, clue number two, while that appearance actually had me appearing in someone else's series, I quickly spun off and after that I went on to appear in over 20 other video games. Uh, clue number three, sometimes I'm playable, sometimes I'm not, but I'm always a bit of a bastard. I mean, he is. Uh, clue number four, Four. Understood. Uh, while I started off jumping around the place in Wario Land, this platformer, mm. I'm not adverse to some partying in Wario Wear. Mm. And clue number five, I fucking love money, I do. It's brilliant. <laughs> he does. He's a big fan of it. And even though I mostly just wear yellow and purple, I'm quite vain as well. And he ah, is. Yeah. I'll get you next time. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. As, as been you are on a roll. I am, I know. Mm. I'm really hoping that you don't let, let the, like, don't let the side down you know keep going you're okay. on, on, winning, there on side. a winning there are sides I didn't realise that oh shit I, I, let, I, let, I let it that part out questions queries we've got answers it's pithy you- right <laughs> <laughs> that's my you know what I leave that in that's fine yeah, 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 right. yeah. well done Rich uh, this is the part of the show where we give you a voice uh, you can let your opinion comment query mm. question whatever all those words uh, be heard on the Video Gamer Podcast by either emailing us podcast at videogamer.com or replying to the tweet that we send out every Tuesday on Video Gamer.com uh, or Twitter account 
uh, asking for uh, all of your lovely opinions and stuff. Mm. Just like Jonathan Wright, who uh, Jonathan says, if you could be a character in any game series, what would it be? Or, yeah, who would it be and why? Alice, you're not allowed to say Dragon Age. Oh, fine, Mass Effect. Uh- <laughs> who from Mass Effect? What character? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, who would I be? Fuck. Um, <laughs> Garrus is pretty I'm cool. Like he's he's led a cool life and he usually survives. And uh, I mean, he can die. Yeah, they can all die. Yeah, mm. I don't know then. But then uh, I suppose Garrus we is too we cool all to die. Der- Garrus is yeah. too we, cool. We must all die yeah. in the yeah. end. Mm. Or maybe like uh, Waluigi talking about Wario. There's I was talking to Nate Crowley about it. There's this like really cool poster. But what are you on about? You've never spoken. To I've never spoken to Nate Crowley before. <laughs> um, there's this really cool poster about how like Waluigi is a mirror of a mirror, and is such is is only defined by what he is not, and so Waluigi is all of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rich Walker, who 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 would well, you like to be? I might be stepping on toes here, but yeah. I'm quite fond of uh, the dragon of Dojima at the moment. <sighs> K- Kazuma Kiryu. Uh, yeah, I mean, he can he can kick anyone's ass. He um, he he's, can, he's quite tough, but only yeah. you know he doesn't he doesn't do it needlessly. No, exactly. he only if ever you spot that he only does yeah. it when someone steps up to him and he's got to put him yeah. back in their place. But he can take down an entire mob single-handedly. Yeah. <laughs> And that Just is very appealing to feast. me. Yeah, I like that. He he's quite an impressive but man. He's a sensitive soul too, you know. He's 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 got so yeah. many layers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, wow. He's the onion of video games. Exactly. Uh, I would like to be. Who would I like to be? I just thought about this before I asked the question. <laughs> Um, so I can't be anyone from Yakuza or Mass Effect. Well, I mean, I, can, I, mean I can, I suppose. I would like to be. Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know you're as fast as Sonic. Shadow, Shadow's the, a clone, isn't he? Would, would, would you be the gun toting? Oh, you see, the that's hedgehog. the thing. I'm, I'm, as, I can run like Sonic, but I can also uh, hold <laughs> drive a gun a car and, and drive the gun. And you're, you're fucking like cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're edgy. Well, yeah. well, I'm, I'm edgy. Everyone else is just like, oh, this fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he thinks he's the coolest, and he's so really that, not. That kid in sixth form that had a leather duster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, kid, who's this prick with a trench coat? Like, <laughs> fucking hell. Sunglasses indoors. Go ahead. Uh, Go. Um, Ross McMahon asks, is there a game you love despite its questionable slash bad opening? Oof. I really like DMC, but I don't like the opening of DMC. Where- I love the opening of DMC. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Flying through the air, putting on your jocks and eating pizza. Yeah, That's and then amazing. There's like, there's Actually, there you go. I'm going to be Dante. <laughs> there we there's go. a bit of pizza crust that kind of looks like a knob that is over his That's knob. That's the you're just, yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're just building Cullen's case. I was just like, come on. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, Rich Walker, a bad or questionable opening. So, uh, off the top of my head, I'm finding it difficult to remember bad openings to games. I think it's, I mean, naturally enough, because games are probably on average mm. know, between 12 and a thousand hours long. Yeah. It's more often than not the ending you remember. Exactly, yeah. But I don't know. I. What about Skyrim? That, that's a. No, that's not even a bad opening. No, no Skyrim, I don't know. You Skyrim is a great. Yeah. I, do, do yeah. you know, that's Oblivion. The that's Elder Scrolls of, games always do that. Though. Yeah, yeah. start in prison. You're in prison, and now thing, look yeah. at this amazing world. Yeah. Yeah. Bad example. I well, one that comes to mind. I'll say I don't. I wouldn't say the bad opening, but it disappointed me, and that was Far Cry Four, because right. that the ending felt like it never kicked into second gear, because you're expecting like the opening to Far Cry Three, one of the best ever, where you have MIA. Um, or as a paper planes playing and it just works unbelievably yeah. whereas 
in Far Cry 4. It's all, it all kind of builds up and you go to the dinner with Pagan Min and then should I stay or should I go starts to play yeah. but then you don't guess I don't know you don't get the payoff you don't mm. get the big moment the montage you don't get any of that so I'll say that. Uh, Alan C asks now that they are to be removed are the loot boxes in Shadow of War a missold product that should be refunded or is it more similar to pay monthly or is it more similar to a pay monthly game that has gone free to play it's sort of neither I suppose because mm. well because well, you you got you've still got what you bought in mm. the loot boxes that's not being taken away yeah like you weren't missold on, like that the stuff that you paid for you still have yeah you knew what you were buying uh, well, yeah. But it's not really pay monthly because you didn't need to use the loot boxes to pay the game. Mm-hmm. I also think it's like it's, it's tricky because if you, if you refund, like what well, I, I like, I don't even know what's in the loot boxes in Shadow. Is it like XP um, boost? No, Is it's, it, it's um, orcs. Yeah, more orcs for your army, basically. So like you could take them away and give the money back, but then do you also take away the effect those orcs had in your game? Yeah. You'd have sparsely populated forts potentially. It's it's it could, tricky. It could ruin everything. I, 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 I like the only way you can do it is to like the people who have um, credits or whatever it is. Like I think they're just getting like bonuses, mm. aren't they? Or like in-game bonuses. Um, I can't remember. I still think it do. sounds like nobody was really buying that many of them, so they were like, "We can tie it off and look good." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean asks, "What was the last album you listened to?" Uh, Queens of the Stone Age's new one. What's that like? Uh, it's all right. It's pretty good. Yeah, good. <laughs> took a, it, took a, it took a couple of listens before it really kind of started to grow on me. Hmm. But that invariably happens with all our albums. I find. Hmm. But I always end up liking them. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's a self-titled uh, acoustic album by Sam Russo, who's a, a punk uh, frontman, but uh, did a nice little acoustic album. It's nice. It's emotional. Quite sad. Um, the last album I listened to, for some reason I don't know why I was just I felt compelled to listen to Coral Fang I thought you were going to say Chumbawamba uh, by tub, the Distillers <laughs> I probably should have the Distillers <laughs> gone before their time fucking loved them they mm. were excellent do, do you uh, not like a bit of Brodie Dahl though I love right? actually her solo album it's very good isn't brilliant it? yeah, yeah. I, got, I got that I got that Cullen yeah <laughs> look at you aren't yeah. you a cool dude Rich <laughs> that's all I wanted to hear uh, and James asks hi guys what game meant most to you growing up for me it was mostly Mario Super Mario World in my early teens and then Mario 64 when I had started buying my own games and consoles thanks huh uh, so you're the game that hold on are you <laughs> sorry I, I you, is that a, was that a snake joke are you joined <laughs> um, so what what game may, meant most to you when growing you were up. growing up yes Oh, I say this every time. It's Metal boring. Gear. Streets of Rage. It's always Streets of Rage. It was the first game as I played a, on my as a series. Drive. Streets of Rage two specifically. Like for me, I think. like because I think what he's saying here is Mario meant most to him because it was like Super Mario World as a child. Yeah. Then when he got a little bit older, he had cash right. with Mario sixty four. Oh, right, so like similar to that, I would, I mean, probably Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Because like I remember playing the original, being blown away, and then like yeah, getting older, having enough cash yeah. to buy. I think, but I think Snake Eater was the first one I would have bought myself. Two was me, uh, mine. I think. Think so. I think Metal yeah. Gear Two. I remember going. I was at uni, and I remember going out and buying it on the day of release, and be like, "Oh my god!" Uh. Uh, Alice yeah. Bell. Uh, probably. So uh, it was the games that I played with my older brother because there was a period from when I was like, sort of eight to when I was about seventeen 
16 it's where quite a period where he just like <laughs> wasn't nice to me at all but he would be nice to me when he was interacting through video games so ah. uh he taught me how to use click to move on uh diablo 2 mm. and uh i was allowed to watch him play zeus master of olympus which allowed I to watch him play yeah yeah i could sit and watch him play <laughs> uh which i played loads then when i was old enough to to play it myself and uh and then uh black and white the black and white series all oh, right. Ah, interesting. Well, when did black and white come out? Because I feel I like Ooh. I feel like that wasn't that Not long that ago, ago, but obviously it was. Yeah, what was it the Four? other day? We were like, uh, uh, fucking Green Day's American Idiot is like fifteen years old. Yeah. it came out in yeah. two thousand four, and we were both like, "Fuck, that's just." I have vivid memories of washing up in my flat in Bath with that album playing. American Idiot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Rocking out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Carly Ray asks, "What did you think of WrestleMania?" Well, Carly. I will tell you in the extended bit of this podcast uh, in detail, but I will say I thought WrestleMania was okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. mm, okay, but maybe actually mm. teetering more towards not okay. Oh shit! Yeah, it was it was all right. Fucking five hours long. Long five hours. That's the thing. Like, that's Bloody why they hell. can't get new fans because if like even if you watched WrestleMania, and you guys, mm. oh, this is quite good. Uh, mm. I mean, it was a long. It was a big investment. But can I? How do I get into this? Well, there are three hours on a Monday. Oh, every week. Yeah, yeah, every week. Mm, okay, and then two on a Tuesday. On top of the three hours, yeah. And then there's like an additional, there's kind of like um, like extra homework if you want it oh. on a Wednesday of two hours. I understand oh. how you keep up with wrestling and how you keep up with football and how you keep up with all the things Well, do you know you what? Do. Thank God for like things like match of the day, for like highlight shows. Because right, yeah. you, you can't watch everything. Well, is there an equivalent everything? for... There, there yeah. is, to be fair, I can't remember what it's called now because they change the name every like once in a while. It was... Oh, is it bottom line now? Maybe? This is why I have to, like, when I'm playing a video game, I also have to have, like, Netflix on on my laptop because there's, like, a show I need to watch as well or something. Oh, wow. I can't do that. To multitask. I can't can't focus on two things at once. I don't do it when I'm reviewing a game because then I need to focus on the game. (laughs) But if I'm just playing something for fun, if I was like, oh, you know, it kind of says Horizon Zero Dawn's really good, I'd be like, ah, fuck you, dinosaurs. And then also, like, oh, this episode of Kimmy Schmidt's really good. (laughs) But there's a story and stuff in Horizon. (laughs) Oh, wow. Do you pause it for the story bits? Sometimes. Or do you just have it Kimmy Schmidt playing over, playing over Aloy's journey? So, yeah, that just about does it for this week's edition of the Video Gamer Podcast. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. Uh, as I said, we will have an extended bit at the end of this podcast, which may be just myself, because I know Rich and Alice Bell have to uh, run off somewhere. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, we'll talk about the wrestling that happened at the weekend. Because uh, it wasn't just WrestleMania. There's a lot of mm. other wrestling as well. And uh, some of that was fucking great. I mean, me and Alice would probably have very little to say on that <laughs> subject anyway. Um, so, yeah, if you want to listen to that you, and get this podcast a day earlier and get an extra podcast every Friday, uh, you can do that by heading to patreon.com forward slash video gamer and become a VGBG VIP for just $4.50. And you get all those wonderful goodies. And as well, you also get to watch us do the podcast. Last week was the wrestling podcast. And you could see us and the match as we kind of comment over the top. Yeah, of it. like my live reactions to fucking mm-hmm. whatever his name is. 
Uh, David Arquette. <laughs> David Arquette doing and a spear. This week it is our wanted le- wanted level, the CSI podcast. Oh yeah, you'll be able to see us talking over CSI. Um, you can, if you so wish, uh, rate us on iTunes. Um, just the five stars, please. That's all we accept. If you, any mm-hmm. lore and we don't want your fucking business here <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on Twitter I am at Conlon underscore Hearn Rich is at RichieWA2 and Video Gamers on Twitter Facebook, Instagram and Snapchat at Video Gamer Common and YouTube YouTube.com forward slash Video Gamer TV but for all of your Video Gamer needs just head hell. to VideoGamer.com and now it's time for my least favorite part of the show this is the part of the show bid the listener adieu so say goodbye Rich Walker goodbye say goodbye Alex Bell bye everyone and say goodbye Conlon Hearn Sloan Gaffold <laughs>